Hello, welcome to Women in Faith. My name is Stephanie Schwartz, and I'm the host of Women in Faith, a podcast to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. We have been working through A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy, and we're at chapter 10, The Divine Omniscience. Have you noticed that the price of gas is going up again? I feel like I'm always in line for gas. And when I say in line, I mean in line. Because to save money, I go to Costco Gas. And if you've ever been to Costco Gas, you know that they have weird lines. You pull up and you've got about 8 to 12 different options. And you're quickly trying to think which one will move fast. It's kind of like when you're inside Costco and you're done shopping and you go up to the registers and there are a dozen registers and you try to figure out which line is going to be the line that moves the most quickly. Sometimes you pick the right line and score and sometimes you pick the dud where there's an issue and you wait longer than if you would have been in three lines. Well, my husband often shops at Costco with me, so I will graciously let him pick the line. And every now and then when he picks a dud, I have to resist the desire to give him that look like, you picked it. But occasionally I do fail to resist and I give him the look, you picked it, as if he's supposed to know. It's like I expect him to know in advance which one's going to move fast, which would be absurd. He can't know that because he's not God. But God does know which line will move fast. God knows everything. God knows everything that's happening right now, everything that has happened, and everything that will happen. God's knowledge is called his omniscience. Now, Tozer writes, to say that God is omniscient is to say that he possesses perfect knowledge and therefore has no need to learn. But it is more. It is to say that God has never learned and cannot learn. We see this in Romans 11.34. It says, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Paul citing there Isaiah 40, 13 and 14, which reads, Who has measured the spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Tozer writes, From there it is only a step to the conclusion that God is cannot learn. Could God at any time or in any manner receive into his mind knowledge that he did not possess and had not possessed from eternity? He would be imperfect and less than himself. To think of a God who must sit at the feet of a teacher, even though that teacher be an archangel or a seraph, is to think of someone other than the Most High God, maker of heaven and earth. Tozer goes on, God perfectly knows himself, and being the source and author of all things, it follows that he knows all that can be known. And this he knows instantly and with a fullness of perfection that includes every 
possible item of knowledge concerning everything that exists or could have existed anywhere in the universe at any time in the past or that may exist in the centuries or ages yet unborn. God knows instantly and effortlessly all matter and all matters, all mind and every mind, all spirit and all spirits, all being and every being, all creaturehood and all creatures, every plurality and all pluralities, all law and every law, all relations, all causes, all thoughts, all mysteries, all enigmas, all feeling, all desires, every unuttered secret, all thrones and dominions, all personalities, all things visible and invisible in heaven and in earth, motion, space, time, life, death, good, evil, heaven, and hell. Because God knows all things perfectly, he knows no thing better than any other thing, but all things equally well. He never discovers anything. He is never surprised, never amazed. He never wonders about anything, nor, except when drawing men out for their own good, does he seek information or ask questions. Now, Tozer goes on to explain why the truth of God's omniscience should be both terrible and wonderful news. Basically, he says the fact that God knows everything should be a fearful truth to those who are outside of Christ, to the unsaved, because they will have nowhere to hide from him. They have no opportunity to twist the truth and convince him of something that's not true or partially true, and no excuse for their sin. They will not be able to explain away why they did what they did. Hebrews 4.13 speaks to this. It says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. On the other hand, that God knows everything should be a freedom for those who are in Christ. Nothing's going to catch him off guard or surprise him or cause him to change his mind about you. It's worth reading what he said here. He wrote, No talebearer can inform on us. No enemy can make an accusation stick. No forgotten skeleton can come tumbling out of some hidden closet to abash us and expose our past. No unsuspected weakness in our characters can come to light to turn God away from us, since He knew us utterly before we knew Him and called us to Himself in the full knowledge of everything that was against us. Well, concerning our struggle with fear and worry, 
and anxiety. I love what we read before where Tozer included in describing God's omniscience that it includes every possible item of knowledge concerning everything that exists or could have existed anywhere in the universe at any time in the past or that may exist in the centuries or ages yet unborn. In other words, not only everything we have done or are doing or will do, but God knows what things would be like if we would have done X, Y, or Z. And he knows what things will be like if we were to do X, Y, and Z. God knows exactly what I would do if I were granted the office of the President of the United States last week. He knows exactly what I would and would not do in that role, even though it didn't occur. God knows every potential thing that might happen. And that is mind-blowing. So regarding fear, worry, and anxiety, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when we're anxious, when we're fearful, when we're worried, we are to come to God in prayer. The God who knows everything. We can either say, no, we're not going to do that. We can live without God and without prayer and limit ourselves to our own limited knowledge. Or we can go to God. We can go to God, we can go to Him in prayer, and we can depend on Him, depending on His omniscience, His knowledge about everything that's ever happened, everything that's happening, and everything that will happen in the future, including every potential situation. We can depend on God's knowledge, God's omniscience, and the path that you are on now, it's no accident. You might think, well, things would have been better if only I had. We've got to ask better how. More comfortable, less pain, less sorrow, less suffering. Sure, but not better in the sense that you could more fully obey God in different circumstances. There is nothing keeping you from fully surrendering to and serving God today. Absolutely nothing. Next time, we'll walk through chapter 11, the wisdom of God. Until then, let's realize that it's time to stop beating ourselves up about how things could have or should have been if we had made better decisions. The past is the past. Let's agree that God knows everything. He knows exactly what he's doing. And although you cannot undo the past and I cannot undo the past, we both can move forward in obedience today. We can know with full confidence that God wants us to move forward in obedience to his son and to his word. So let's do just that. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. You're welcome to email me at wf at compasschurch.org with any comments or questions that you might have. And I look forward to meeting with you next time.